Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part four of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And enjoy part four of the podcast. Mental and emotional development and sexual development, as we find out. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's uh, again, great, great character. Very well written. And then again, he's off training. He, needs, he knows he needs to hit 168. And uh, we're off to the races again with another, another run and scene. The training is really the thing here. He goes to school and these guys, the, the scene here where they cut to the... Uh, the the one dude on the bottom in the in the referee's position and the partner doing the sit-ups over the head. Yeah. So you're practicing sit-ups, yeah. you're practicing strong referee position, you're practicing neck bridges. That's a hard ass exercise, man. But we do actually see him hit 174 here. The coach weighs him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah. uh they're on the scale. He he hits 174. It's pretty good and him and uh, Carla here are now grocery shopping for home. And this, I actually like this little, there's a bit of a screw up here. Not a big screw up, a very tiny screw up in that he's going to get the laundry detergent for Carla because she asked him and he goes to pull out the one box from the bottom. He's like, watch this. Yeah. And he pulls it out and all the fucking boxes fall on him. On him. But you can kind of tell they're all empty. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can also tell that somebody's throwing them <laughs> yes, over. Right. Because when he pulls that out, like, none of them fucking move. He Jenga that shit perfectly, right? He pulls the bottom tied out, and none of them move. And then some motherfucker throws six boxes over the top. It's like, where were those? Cause, how high like, were those stacked? Jesus anyway, Christ. It's, it's like, a small thing. Yeah, how fucking high? I'm going to stack these motherfuckers up 15 this shit high. Up fucking seven deep. You can't do it, Dan. Don't put them higher than 12. <laughs> I'm fucking going 15. You gotta get Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like, how how else are you supposed to take those? Like, how tall did I think their average yeah. shopper is at that supermarket? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, don't take it from the bottom, sir. Well, fuck well, I you. Can't take like, it from the top without a fucking zoom boom. So, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones is wet <laughs> as you're going around shopping for Tide. <laughs> but anyway, the boxes all fall on him. And of course he gets a nosebleed again. So wipes him off, takes him home. And his dad has to, uh, has to wipe his nose off. And this is where we get a little bit of the, you know, Hey man, why don't you go visit your grandpa? And he says, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking, you know, and she says, well, I'll go with you. You know, I haven't met grandpa yet. So 
we get a little road trip side story sort of, you know, B story here of Modine and Carla on the road here. I, I, I actually kind of like this little offshoot story. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it it uh, it works. I mean, this film is, you know, a wrestling film. But really, when we talk about martial arts films, we always talk about the ones that are the best really have solid character development, right? Yeah. Unless unless we're just like, here's some balls-to-the-wall action from start to finish. Uh, that can be fun, too. But the way that they put this together, like, you know, you feel for the characters. You go on, like, a real personal journey with him through the lens of wrestling. So I think this works really well in the film. Like, it's their relationship that develops and gets better. And as he learns more about being a human being, yep. um, he gets better. Yeah. And I, I forget what they're talking about. Like it's going to jail or something like that. Or I forget what they're talking about, but she has this line where she says like, you know, he says, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I think it'll be really great. And she like drops the reality bomb on him. Is like, yeah, or you'll wake up with an asshole the size of the Lincoln tunnel. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I forget what they're talking yeah. about, but she really drops it. She's like, Jesus, yeah. like, all right, calm down. Like, goddamn. Like, <laughs> and uh, anyway, a little montage here going through the countryside and he's squeezing that hand strength in her thing. And she's like, do you ever not fucking work out? Like, can you stop exercising for like 10 minutes? And they go into this little conversation yeah. here. I honestly forget what the conversation's about. I thought it was funny because when he was squeezing the hand thing, it was like, I thought that was like an allegory for him, like jacking off because oh, probably. just the look that she gives him, she just kind of looks over, like side eyes him a little bit and then looks down at him squeezing. And it's just, anyway, <laughs> that's what, that's what I took from it. I took a, I took a sexual innuendo from it, but. Well, and she may, because what, what I, I think she might have been side eyeing him and looking at his hands because at, at this point they're like, she says, what do you look for in a girl? And he yeah. tells her, and then he says, what do you look for in a guy? And she's like, do you really want to know? And he's like, yeah, if you want to tell me, sure. And she says, hands. Yeah. Big, guy with really hands. big hands. Yeah. And then, of course, he's like showing his hands. And yes. <laughs> she's like, yeah. are you almost there? He's like, yeah, just, just yeah. up there. And he's like just fucking showing there. his hand yeah. really big to her. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a really funny scene. It's well done. I quite like Man it. Man hands. <laughs> <laughs> big fucking hands. So uh, anyway, we get a. This the campfire scene here. They stop and have a a campfire out in the out under the stars there. Like uh, you know, how do you like your bat, Dusty? How do you Kinda. like your bat, Dusty? Yeah, medium rare. <laughs> but I think overall, like this is uh this is nicely done. Again, I kind of wanna read the book because I kind of want to see a lot of times when, you know, you take a novel and adapt it to a film. Um, you lose a lot of the exposition or the internal monologue of the character. Yeah. So sometimes when you go back and you read a book, you get a much, much deeper understanding of the character. That's one of the things with like Stephen King, right? Like he writes so much internalization of the characters, pages yeah. and pages and pages and pages. And then, you know, you get one of the films or TV shows and you're like, and then he drank the root beer and it was yeah. delicious. And, you know, like <laughs> yeah. in the in the book, it's like, you know, it's like three pages of describing all the different tastes of the root beer rolling over his tongue. But you know, right. like, wow, this is the <laughs> this is the best fucking root beer I've ever had. And, you know, you just you just lose a lot of it. So I'm curious to see where, you know, I, I, I'd i be curious to read this book and see where it goes. 
Yeah, yeah. I would actually, I haven't read the book, but I would like to after seeing the movie and reading what I have about the, the correlation of the book to the movie. I would like to read it just to see how how Loudon and his thoughts are, are described and stuff. I, I, I would like to sort of get into that a little bit. Yeah. But uh, he gets his, his talk with Carla here about his, you know, I'm a virgin and should a kid who's 18 be a virgin? What does that say about me? Jesus Christ. And she has a great answer. She's like, doesn't say anything about you except what you actually are. Like, yeah, just be yourself. Like she's again, she has been to the puppet show and seen the strings and doesn't give a fuck. She She knows what's up. Yeah. She's a, she's a really like, she does a really good portrayal, but her character is written really well. Cause you know that, you know, she's been on her own. She's traveled. People have tried to fuck her over and, and whatnot. So she's yeah, literally and figuratively. Yeah, literally and figuratively. And, uh, you know, she kind of knows what's what. Yeah. They have their little bedtime talk there where Loudon kind of offends her a little bit. But then they pull up to Grandpa's house. And Grandpa, Grandpa is Robert's Blossom. Who, if you don't know him, he was in Escape from Alcatraz. But more importantly, he was the next door neighbor, the creepy old man who beats up the wet bandits with the shovel in Home Alone. In Home Alone, (laughs) I was like, hey, he took out the wet bandits with a fucking shovel. Oh, man. Yeah, then he had to retreat to this woods cabin as a getaway. The wet bandits have been following me for years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like this. This he's a great actor. Uh, You know, he he had fifty nine credits when he passed away in twenty eleven. Great actor, man. He pulls this off really well. Grandpa's great, and uh, you know, Loudon tells him what's up. He tells him what's going on. This is my year. I'm going to be awesome. And uh, I think he knows that this is one of the last visits he's going to have with his grandpa. Yeah, you definitely get that vibe that, you know, he's not going to see him again. Yeah, you know, and he's 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 talking. It's a very realistic scene, and Modine plays it really well, and I like how Carla is just kind of off on the side and is kind of letting them have their moment, but she's kind of there. Yeah. It's it's really well done, and again, Modine plays it extremely well. He's He says, like, I'm proud to have your blood in me. Yeah. You know, like, it's a great line of, like, I'm proud to have you as my grandpa, and this is one of the last times I'm going to talk to him. And I know that I'm conscious of that for probably the first time in his life, of that theme of mortality and how long do you have to make your mark and what are you going to do, is is made really stark in that moment of, like, this dude, your granddad, his time's almost up. His time's almost up, and also he kind of lived his life in much the same way that he wants to, which is, you know, by his own rules. Like, yes. You know, not following what people tell him he can and can't do. Like, he's like, dad wants you to move back. He's like, I got everything I need right here. Like, fuck, fuck your dad. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, right. It's, it's, it's where's solid. his wife at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Cold. <laughs> yeah. Just Damn. pan over to Kano in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So Loudon and uh, Carla go off for their walk in the in the wheat field here, which is the and then they scene of the make movie. Make love. They make out in the wheat field. That's how they get down. That's the 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 DVD cover of the movie. Yeah, but they actually have sex because then they cut to them eating pizza in the truck, and Modine and he- <laughs> is like over the moon. He's He's like trying to cut weight, but all of a sudden he has sex and he's like, give me some of that pizza. I want a couple slices of that pizza right there. Hey, I was pretty good, wasn't I? I was pretty good, wasn't I? (laughs) And she doesn't have the heart to be like, 
nobody's good their first time. Nobody. Like, yeah. You're not. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you're a giant fucking hard-on. So, yes, you yeah. were okay for that, but you got shit to learn. Giant hard-on with a hair trigger. With a hair trigger, son. But they're, it's great. Like, for a 18-year-old post-first sex scene, it's really good. It, you know. Yeah. It's it's a it's cool and you know Madonna's song crazy batch crazy fuse in the background whatever it's it's really great well done so they come back to the house here and they have silhouette sex uh, which is pretty great and I like the the little line that she says like or he says something about what am I gonna do and she says you're gonna you know make weight and go out there and show this fucking shoot guy what you're made of like she kind of gives him a little sex post you know pep talk or whatever <laughs> like. Well, yeah, because this, the sex has kind of changed his life a little bit, and you kind of get the vibe that he's, like, not wanting to uh, fulfill his goal anymore. He's kind of getting a little bit of a sidetrack here. Yeah, he's getting the, <laughs> the I have a girl and I have a new focus in life sidetrack. Yeah, and he kind of <laughs> he kind of walks up to his English teacher, and he's kind of fucking with him. He's like, going, hey, man, you're a good teacher. Uh, just want to thank you for uh, not banging her. Uh, kind of like, because I did. Oh, yeah. Because you go, sticks a knife in, right? Because I just did. Say, so he didn't say that he he didn't say that he did, but he kind of like implies it. So uh, he's kind of being a little bit of a I just had sex, dude, douchebag. Yep. For sure, I like it a lot. And uh, go back to a wrestling practice here, and uh, just to beat this dead horse here, I like the wrestling. It's a good practice. It's very quick. But I like Loudon does the little switch, get up, and then they go, okay, hit the deck. And they all do that lay down around the mat thing and bang the mats. And they do that run over each other drill. Yeah. Which I remember doing that at some point. I can't remember when. And you you will get stepped on in this drill. Like, (laughs) you just hope you don't step on the guy with the fucking giant arms that's being right? the mat like they're going around and like everybody looks like kind of like a high school kid's body and then yep. they cut to this one guy who looks like fucking mr wonderful paul orndorff in like a green hoodie <laughs> and you're just like holy fuck but then they <laughs> pile wonderful the giant pile at the end of this practice the dudes on the bottom of that would get crushed <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's fun i mean i really enjoy this uh flick man Oh, it's very 80s, very high school, and it's perfect. It's really, really good. This is, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. This is his favorite wrestling movie. Oh, shit. Let's give a shout-out to Kurt Angle. Shout-out to uh, Kurt Angle. And uh, just as by way of note, this was filmed in uh, in Spokane, Washington. So Modine gets a ride home. Modine. Loudon Swain. Loudon gets a ride home with uh, Cooch here. He goes upstairs, and he's all happy. But, plot twist, fucking Carla's gone. Carla's gone. And honestly, Carla left because he's starting to lose focus of his goal. Like, he got his first, you know, taste. I don't mean taste as in, like, literal taste. I mean taste <laughs> figuratively. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, he's just like, I don't give a fly fuck about wrestling no more. I don't like this. Phrasing. I'm all about it. Phrasing. Like, yeah, phrasing. God damn it. Um, he, uh. Yeah, so now he's just kind of like strolling the streets at night with his hands in his pocket, pockets in a in a in a sad way because yeah, he's, you know Carla's gone, but Carla knows that honey. she her presence is interfering with his concentration, and she fucking pulled the shoot. Yeah, <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> see what you did there. Phrasing again. Phrasing. 
yeah, she pulls it and, and she's, she bails. And again, she does it for a really good reason. But now the, uh, the Hoover High School bus pulls up in front of uh, Loudon's High School here. And they are rolling out of the bus, the Hoover team. And they go into the dressing room. I just have to point out how fucking jacked Frank Jasper was. When he takes his shirt off and, like, is getting his wrestling shit on, like, Jesus, that dude was big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, quite a bit bigger than 168. But, I was just going to say, yeah. again, 168, my yeah. ball sack. That dude yeah. is not 168. But, uh, yeah, it's really good here. They're, the the team's getting ready to go. The coach goes into, uh, Loudon's coach goes into their locker room and goes up to Cooch and is like, hey, man, where the fuck is Loudon? Yeah. And Loudon's not there. And But Cooch is like, he'll make it. Relax, he's coming. But Loudon is like, he rolled over to, to Elmo's place. And this is a, okay. This is the best scene of the movie, man. And, and yeah. Like for me, this is the best scene in the film because it yeah. summarizes the film. So it really does. take us through this, man. This is fantastic. I was going to compare this to the, to the, again, I've done this before, but to the Miyagi scene in Karate Kid, it really shows you who Elmo is. Loudon shows up here and sees Elmo and Elmo's not at work and he's like what are you doing you're not at work and he's not I took the night off and Loudon's like what are you talking about and he's like I took the night off to come see you wrestle and he's all shaved and he's putting his shirt on and stuff like that and Loudon's like what the fuck are you talking about it's just six minutes like it's six minutes of your life what are you talking about what are you taking the whole night off for and Elmo goes into this monologue where he says do you ever see do you know who Pele is and Loudon says yeah he's a soccer player or something and Elmo gives this speech about watching Pele play soccer. And he's not a soccer fan. He doesn't know shit about soccer. But he watched Pele play. And he says, I don't even know the fucking rules. I don't know shit. But I watched this dude play soccer. And I watched him do this. He took a pass and he kicked this ball in. He's upside down, backwards, and he kicks the ball in the net. The fucking goalie never knew what hit him. It was unbelievable. The crowd lost their fucking minds. And he said... and I'm sitting alone in my room and I start to cry. And he's like, I don't know soccer from shit. I don't know Pele from shit. But I just watched this dude who's another person just like me. But he showed me and everybody in that stadium what a person can actually do. And it it lifted everybody out of what fucking apes we are and showed us what's, what the potential we could have actually is. Mm. And then he, he gives that line of like, it's not the six minutes. Anyway, that's why I'm getting dressed up and giving up the night's pay for this function. And, dude, okay, J.C. Quinn, his acting is fucking on point. It's tremendous. Matthew Modine is just looking at him, and the look that Modine is giving him is tremendous. His eyes are welling up with tears, and he realizes that what Elmo's saying is exactly the truth. And he, he, he has to recognize that. But it also brings him back to his goal. Like yes. he was kind of fishing away from his goal, but that speech actually solidifies and recommits him to why he went on this whole thing in, in the first place. Like what is his vision quest and the quest to be what a human being can be. And when, when Elmo says like, I'm from the same species as this guy, like I'm in the same, like, you know, 
we're both men and this guy is showing you what a human being can do. It's it's a tremendous scene. And I honestly think that Elmo probably would have been better off with Carla. Like, because the two of them are just, you know, <laughs> yeah. they seem to be the most wise, self-aware people in the film. But, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's that scene is really tremendous. That scene makes it makes the whole movie in a lesser actor's hands on both parts, on JC Quinn and on Modine. That scene could have really fallen apart, but man, yeah. it's tremendous. It makes oh, the whole it's scene. Best scene of the film. Best yeah. scene of the film. Yeah. And then we cut here to all the the wrestlers from both teams weighing in. Everybody's weighing in and they're like, Where the fuck is Cooch, man? Like, this is where uh Forrest Whitaker gets his line, like, Hey man, where's Loud? Cooch. Yeah, yeah, to Cooch. And where's Loudon? And Cooch is like, he'll be... Cooch doesn't even break faith. He's like, he's going to be here. He's going to show up. There's no wavering in, in Cooch at all. It's great. He knows Loudon's going to show up. But everybody weighs in all the way down to it's just Shoot there. Shoot weighs in, makes 168, and they have a bit of a standoff with, with Shoot. And uh, all of a sudden, Loudon runs in and gets on the scale. And he, <laughs> he gets on the scale... And uh, he has to take, he takes everything off. He goes right down to the buck naked. Bare yeah. ass naked. And I like that Cooch leans in and goes, think light. <laughs> yeah, think light. And uh, yeah, he makes weight. He makes 168. And then Modine just stares Shoot down. And Shoot actually looks pissed that he made the weight. Yeah, he does. Like there's a little bit of, and he's not, he's not an actor, but he did. A really good job with that. I, I shouldn't say he's not an actor, but he's not, you know, like a seasoned actor. Yeah, this was his first thing, but he did a great job. He did a really good job at looking like he wanted to he wanted to take that win by a DQ. And then when he actually shows up and makes it, he looks a little bit frustrated. Yeah, he he's got that him. look like, okay, fuck, now I'm going to have to beat your ass. Okay. That alpha male thing like, okay, we're on now. But yeah. shit, I kind of wish I had that the easy night, but I, all right, I yeah. don't. Let's go. Let's but fucking I don't, do this. So I'm going to put your head through the fucking wooden floor. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's solid. Like he's not, he wavers a little bit, but he's not afraid. Like, no, he's a fighter and he's like, I will fuck. I'm going to fuck your face with my foot um, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah. There's a, there was a, a deleted scene here because they show Loudon here, go to his locker and get his wrestling shoes out when when Carla shows up. Yeah. And they hold on the wrestling shoes a little bit. There was a deleted scene where the the gay guy from the beginning, Kevin, in the room when when Modine goes in, there's a bit more interaction between between Loudon's character and Kevin's character in some deleted scenes. And one of those, because Kevin is a, a sporting goods dealer, he actually gives Loudon those red pair of wrestling shoes. So that's kind of a, a bit of a deleted scene that got left out, but that's why they focus on those shoes oh, near okay. the end here and kind of make a point of it. But this scene is good, too, where Carla comes in and uh, she tells him why she fucked off. Like, he's pissed at her for fucking off. And she's like, I could see you losing your focus, man. Like, I had to fuck off. You wouldn't have done your thing. Yeah. And that's, listen, we all know or we've all experienced when you're that age and you're full of hormones and you walk away yep. from friends. Like we've seen got like, bye. <laughs> like, you know, you, you wave goodbye to friends that are just like, I'm having sex now. See y'all later. <laughs> like, you know, okay. We've lost that. dude. She, yeah, we, we lost another one boys, but she, uh, 
she and uh, Elmo are the most self-aware, yeah. empathetic characters in the entire film, like emotionally intelligent. And she's like, yeah, you're going to fuck this up, but I'm here to watch you go out and uh, beat his ace. That's a great, this is, this little next section is fantastic because yeah, she's like, you know, you know, this isn't going to work. I got to take off. I'm heading out West. And, but you know, this was great. And he says, I do it all again. And she says, yeah, me too. Yeah. Really nice recognition. And then she comes back, kick his ass. Yeah. And the little smile from him and then lunatic fringe fucking fires up again. Yeah. And then he goes in and in the little, you know, the lit from the top thing of him going in and doing his doing his practice shots and his little yeah. throw practices and well, shit. Well, yeah, you've got this dark gymnasium with one overhead spotlight. You know, you got Lunatic Fringe playing. He's doing his warm-up. He's dropping to, the, dropping to the mat. Like, it's really, it's a really great scene. Yeah, doing his little scrambles. Fucking fantastic, man. It's really good. And then we skip ahead to the, uh, the final tournament, man. It's really good. And that concludes part four of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for the exciting conclusion, part five. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part five, and we will be back in your ears very soon.